Hi, I'm Carrie, and I'm Diana, and you're listening to Fiction Kitchen, where we're cooking with inspiration from our favorite books, movies, and TV. Today we're talking about the film Fargo, as well as the TV series. guilty <laughs> because when I suggested Fargo which I'm a huge fan of the movie and the show I was thinking of the cute quirkiness and the distinct atmosphere and the excellent <laughs> storytelling and not the extreme violence <laughs> so <laughs> I feel I may have scarred you a little bit <laughs> nah. Nah. yeah it's, it's not really my cup of tea, but I did appreciate all those good things that you mentioned. Yeah. So, like, I see why it, it, both the movie and the TV series have won awards and things. Like, I, yeah. I, I can appreciate it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so good. But, yeah, there, there's definitely, like, some wood chipper and, like, hammer murder and <laughs> stuff yeah. like that that, you know, might... And I didn't watch too much of the TV series, but I, but I could see, like in doses that it would grow on me like yeah just because like the characters and everything so yes that's okay <laughs> maybe we can get you like an edited version you know <laughs> no it's fine it's fine or like edited for network tv or something like that it's not i mean it's not necessarily the yeah the violence and, and that kind of stuff i don't know oh, it was okay. like yeah because there are other shows that have that but yeah that's maybe true. it is i don't know <laughs> We'll, we'll get into the internet. Yeah, we'll get into it. Let's say we did our tasty time. Yeah, okay. So let's do tasty time. Tasty time. Um, so what have you noticed, um, Fiction Foodie, this week? I want to mention, uh, it's a really awesome blog uh, called Bento Monsters. Ooh, this sounds interesting. Yeah. And it's by a lady named... Ming, and she lives in Singapore. She is a mom to two little boys, and so the blog, it's just bentomonsters.com, she started back in 2011 just to, like, document the bentos and the, the foods that she would make for her sons, and then it just grew into, like, her taking really great photographs, and um, and then now she has a book available. It's, it's actually, uh, it's available on Amazon, like, it's available here in the U.S., um, and it just came out in September this year. It's called Yummy Kawaii Bento, um, and kawaii means cute. cute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pre- preparing adorable meals for adorable kids, that's, like, the subheading. Oh, <laughs> how fun. Um, yeah, and I, so I follow her also on Instagram and Twitter, uh, and just, yeah, her photographs are, it's the really nice kind of photographs where it's, like, white background and, yeah, like I, you know, yeah, just, I just wonder if like, yeah, like really crisp and clean, and yeah, and yeah. her stuff's so cute. <laughs> yes, and she, so she does. So when 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 I think of bento, I think of like the packed lunches. So she does those, but she also does other 
um, really cute just meals like noodle dishes or she's done a lot of pull apart breads um, and appetizers and things but they're mostly like character themed mm-hmm. um, so like recently she did a Totoro Christmas like um, with out of colored rice but they're like little three dimensional like they're just sitting on their own they're just like sitting up on their own they're not in a dish or anything oh, okay so so like sitting upright I guess yeah, is yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so she um so she's done a lot of yeah like Totoro and um like Hello Kitty Rila Kuma um but she also does like from movies like Alice in Wonderland um and well which is a book but like the the image the food images were like from the Disney movie um and like Hotel Transylvania was kind of recently and then Snoopy which is also a comic um so yeah so just a lot of really 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 cute super cute foods oh nice yeah, and she does um so it's mostly like I said just to like document what she makes um but she does also have recipes um on some of them. Oh, okay. Or, or just, like, this is how I put it together kind of thing. Man, I always want to be, like, the kid of one of those bento moms, you know? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I am not that industrious to, like, do this kind of stuff. Like, I think it's adorable. But, yeah, like, it'd be so <laughs> fun to, like, be a kid and get these lunches out. <laughs> so. I know. Yeah, I've only done a little bit for for my daughter and so maybe when she gets older and might appreciate it more (laughs) maybe I'll do more I don't know well it's a you know it's a time thing yeah so I just do it maybe I should try my daughter hates the lunches I pack for her (laughs) (laughs) yeah you gotta zazz it up right yeah I know maybe I'll put some hello kitty in there she'd be on board (laughs) yeah some of these things are really some of the like it's like food art it really is some of it is really detailed and you know, and then some is very simple. But I know it's like, like too super pretty cute. to eat. It's so cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really nice. Yeah. So, what was your tasty time? Well, mine is um, this little show on Netflix that I watched with my uh, my daughter this weekend called Project MC Squared, um, mm. which is um, like a new show, and they only made like three episodes of it, so we we watched it. But it's about it's four kids, and it's about. Um, four girls who are really good at science and they become spies so it's it's pretty cool and um i mean the show is it's very silly but um like pretty on par with like you know the other kind of shows for kids around that age but what i find like so refreshing about it is that all the girls are really smart and really cute and really cool and you know so like there's no quote smart one you know they've all got their thing there's one that's like really into kind of like mechanical engineering and one that's more into chemistry you know so they all have their thing but um I think it's just I mean it's totally geared to get girls into science which I think is awesome and also Danica McKellar's in it who you may remember from um as Winnie from the Wonder Years (laughs) Who what? um who went on to go to I I, I totally watched the Wonder Years. I think Harvard um she got her doctorate there. I'm not yeah, I'm not sure if it was Harvard or not, but she has a doctorate in mathematics and a theorem named after her. So yeah, not only is like she a like gorgeous actress, she's brilliant. So wow. but then she also wrote a bunch of books for um 
to get girls into math, you know, to make it seem more cool, I guess, to them. Because I think a lot of girls get to that age and they're like, okay, I can either be the smart one or the pretty fun one. And she's like, no, 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 you can be both. You know, you don't have to okay. choose. So it's really cool. So anyway, like, as the, you know, the way this relates to food is um, one of the characters, the one that's into chemistry, um, it's, it's culinary chemistry. So she's always, oh. yeah, she's always making like really cool. Which one is it? I'm on their website right now. Oh, okay. It's the, um, the blonde one with glasses. Ad- Adrian Adams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So she, she makes like, um, she talks about exploding cream puffs and she makes like, um, you know, volcano chocolate lava cake. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love it. And she, she helps them, you know, the, as for the spy stuff, she uses like flour and cinnamon to take a, fi- a <laughs> fingerprint. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, it's, it's just really cute, you know, so I thought that was pretty fun. But, and what I think is cool, too, is it takes, like, um, cooking, which is, like, a, you know, generally, like, domestic feminine thing, you know, I guess in perception, and makes it, like, kind of cool and science you know, so, it, yeah. Yeah, because it is. Exactly. Kitchen <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I would I would suggest checking it out if you, you know, got kids around that age, or if you just, you know, like science and i'm gonna check it out cute stuff i know yeah i think you'd like it actually so it's on netflix you said yeah Yeah. exactly it's on netflix so yeah i noticed they have dolls too they do i just looked it up so that's cool yeah i like that i am a culinary chemist yeah she's from spain (laughs) okay you sold me okay (laughs) okay see ya i'm gonna go watch it right now this is good I know, you're like, instead of watching the rest of Fargo, (laughs) I'm going to watch. All right, so Fargo. (laughs) So, yeah, we've already mentioned that, like, you're pretty new to this. Um... So, yeah, I just I just started it for, yeah. for this podcast. Well, I'll, um, I'll say, like, my kind of background and, like, yeah. why I'm kind of interested in this. So I saw the movie, I think it came out in 1996. I mm-hmm. saw it around that time, like, not right when it came out, but I was definitely, like... We were teens. Yeah, I was... I, Did you have a grown-up with you? No, I didn't go to the theater. I'm just joking. I think, like, we rented it. I was either in high school or maybe college when I saw it. So it was a long time ago. Um, But then the series, I watched, um, like, it had already come out and and finished. And I had heard it was pretty good. And I had kind of had it on my list to check out. And then when I had my jaw surgery, I had plenty of time to, like, lay around and binge watch shows. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, let me check out Fargo. And I immediately fell in love with it. Um, cause yeah, because that's that's your style. It is dark, my style. Dark comedy, it's, it's right? Dark and quirky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and kind of like definitely like a dramedy, but with some like kind of interesting stuff. And then, but what what made me like really fall in love with it is like I enjoyed watching the show, but then like I can't watch a TV show without listening to like an accompanying podcast because that's like my thing. Which is cool. I think it's really cool that you do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I always follow <laughs> along, but um. Uh, one like set of, or network of podcasts that like I really like are the Bald Move podcast, and they do like a lot of um, TV series, and Fargo mm-hmm. was one of them. And so when they covered it, there was like all the stuff that I didn't realize. Like the um, the whole first season, like each episode, um, 
the name is of some kind of parable or logic mm-hmm. puzzle or something like this. And so these these stories like kind of start showing up in the plot. And then the second season, all the episode titles are from like absurdist literature. And so like <laughs> a lot of these things start popping up. And so like I was just blown away by how like detailed and layered this show is, you know, so I think it's really like kind of a masterpiece and one of the best shows on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's your opinion? <laughs> yeah, so yes. So like I I ha- I do get that sense of it that like it is a very clever show or like a, a very cultured show. Mm-hmm. Um like in the guise of a, a dark comedy, um, and and I appreciate that. And some of the like some of the things I like vaguely get, or it's like, oh, that's something. Like <laughs> yeah, sure that's like something. you know, this is referring but, to something. Yeah, that... yeah. So it does have that fit, like it's, it's the sense of that other layer or the you know more layers, um, and the yeah, and the characters, the way that the characters are written and the the way the scenes are shot, um, and also the time given to certain scenes or, or certain shots, like the the time that is lingered and things like that. So like, it it seems, yeah, like it it's it's a show that takes its time and like really kind of gets you immersed in the characters and in the setting. I feel like yeah, like, the setting yeah. So it's, it's kind of it's ingenious it. that way, yeah. So, and uh, the music, well, the music for the TV series and also for the film, I, like, loved the music, for, especially for the film. Like, yeah, the, it's kind the, of epic, yeah. you know, it's like... Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny in the very beginning of the film, because it's like, yeah, this epic music, and then it's just, like, this car <laughs> riding, you know, rolling down the road. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, really snowy road. But, but yeah, the main theme was really good. And then the TV series music is, is also good, so... Yeah. And it's cool that there are, like, famous actors... Keep, they keep popping up. Yeah, there's lots of people. Like, I mean, the the main characters are, are like, pretty famous. But then, like, a lot of people make little cameos and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, like, one thing you mentioned, like, the music. Um, that's, that's another thing that kind of drew me in. Because it is so epic, but then there's this, you know, it, it's, it's not very impressive what you're actually seeing. And I think they do that a lot with the juxtaposition of, like, very normal, average Midwestern people, like, in some kind of, like, very abnormal, crazy circumstance, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, like, pushes different people to different things, you know? Like, it makes the, you know, woman police officer, like, really sharpens her and makes her, like, a really good detective, you know? Or it takes the average kind of, like, blundering guy and makes him this, like, really awful yeah. <laughs> yeah yes yeah person so yeah it's it's just kind of interesting like you know because these these people like if they hadn't been confronted with these circumstances probably would have just kept trucking along in their little everyday lives and you know nothing yeah nothing special but it's these crazy things that kind of pulls them out of it yeah it's like a what if it's like let's take this kind of character and then throw throw them in like a what if situation yeah and then see. How they scramble around. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's very much, like, I know you haven't seen the second season, but that's, like, also happening to a couple of the characters. Like, the second season is about, like, a 
like a war between these two crime families or like a crime family in this like huge syndicate from a different region so they're like fighting each other and then there's these like two very average people that got kind of like caught up in it and they're like bumping up against these people again and again and they're like successful each time <laughs> you know that reminds me of um yeah. there's a it's on hulu but it's called the wrong mans mm-hmm. it's a british series but it kind of reminds me of that it's like these two regular guys get caught up in this oh okay yeah Yeah, exactly same crazy things yeah same criminal activity and then they but they yeah they kind of (laughs) inadvertently become heroes like (laughs) yeah exactly and these are like not good people that is really appealing that story like type of storytelling and stuff yeah yeah the little guy what what's he gonna do it is kind of fun and even like like lester in the TV series, like, more than, like, he's a very much, like, Jerry Lundegaard character from the movie, mm-hmm. but, like, whereas I hated Jerry the whole movie, and Lester's awful, yeah. too, but, I mean, it's kind of fun to watch his transformation, you know, like, I, I like transformation stories, you know, I was kind of thinking yeah, about it, like, those yeah. really appeal to me, like, like, Daenerys and season well, that's what a story one should of, be. of Game of Thrones, yeah. or Walter White, you know, like, they, they go from, like, one point to yeah. another, you know, and it's kind of fun to watch it happening whether it's they're becoming more awesome or more awful <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean you touched on it like that that is good storytelling because otherwise you know like i've read so many books where it's like yeah the character the main character like doesn't change and it just feels so flat and you're like annoyed with them all the time <laughs> it's yeah. like Ugh. <laughs> but yeah so that is that's good storytelling mm-hmm. yeah I think. And I, oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, um, like, storytelling wise, uh, and, we, and we were mentioning, like, the illusions and things that are in it. I think it's cool um, when I was reading up about it that there, there are all these connections, like, with the series. Because the series is, like, is, like, based on the movie, but it's not the same. Yeah, but, like, it's but in it the same shares a lot of universe, but yeah. Yeah. It shares a lot of connections, and and then also, like uh, apparently, like with the the second and third seasons, like they're also be interconnected. But it's like an anthology mm-hmm. show, so it's kind of like almost like they're short stories, but like in the same, like you said, the same world. Like yeah, anyway, so it's kind of cool that the connections, the way that things are connected, um, and then. Uh, now what's now I'm trying to find <laughs> find the guy's name, the creator of the TV series, um, is it Holly? Yeah. Holly? No, Noah Holly is that right? No, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, he made a comment about that. He's like, I like the idea that somewhere out there is a big leather-bound book that's the history of true crime in the Midwest, <laughs> and the movie, the Fargo movie, was chapter four. And then season one of the TV series was chapter nine, and then like season two be chapter two, you know, and so on. And yeah, that. that's and, a really yeah. good way to explain it. Or th- yeah, so like things are connected somehow, whether it's linearly or literally or thematically. So even like theme wise, and then like that he just likes to play around with that, which is it's really cool. Like yeah, yeah, like it's very cool. Like I I, I think like you know anthology type storytelling is becoming pretty popular which i think is really cool because 
they can do all their like quote world building or whatever and not mm-hmm. lose all that but then you don't get stuck into this like never ending yeah, story not all about yeah like where it ends like you can tell a very succinct story which is nice and and like you said there's definitely like there's very like tenuous physical connections between um yeah like the movie and and the the series um like yeah definitely things show up but then they don't have a whole lot to do with each other you know Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, well, so I just finished watching the third episode. I think it was in the third episode. Yeah, and there's a framed picture of the window scraper, mm-hmm. the red-handled, <laughs> which I did get that reference. Yes, because I watched the movie, and then apparently, I guess that that little that with the money what happened exactly to the money yeah the like that's yeah that's there's the, like a little side plot in the TV, first season is that right mm-hmm. something like that yeah yeah that's the that's the cool. tie-in is the money yeah that he buried in the but movie it's and just then funny because it it's the... like the scene where the guy is just like look like he sees this like front and center framed picture of a <laughs> of an ice scraper <laughs> on a white background it's like and that's how so like if, you, if I hadn't watched the movie. TV. Yeah, if I hadn't watched the movie, I'd be like, what? Yeah, like, Obviously see, that's something, but what on earth? Because it's so random and weird. Like. I completely missed that because, like, yeah, I, I watched the movie so long ago, and then I watched mm. the TV series, and then after I watched the TV series, I went back and watched the movie again. I'm like, oh, okay, now I remember all this stuff. And yeah. what I loved so much, too, is, like, they completely remixed, like, entire scenes and entire shots, you know, like, from from mm. the movie and they're doing th- that again like in this season but they're also they've kind of expanded it out to other coen brothers movies like there's a lot of um like there's big lebowski stuff that shows up there's um oh my god miller's crossing it's, stuff so it's like the coen universe yeah yeah and then there are these stories that are happening like and i or the coen multiverse <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah exactly and i love how this is happening and i've seen i've seen criticism of it because it's like you guys are just making a collage. Like, you're snipping up movies and kind of remixing them into this, like, show or whatever. And oh, how, cool. <laughs> how is that art? You know, it's just kind of uh, rehashing it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's really not at all. Like, I, I, like I, I think it's, like, masterful how they're doing it because, like, one, they're, like, mixing it in a way that is, like, really powerful and makes sense and is, like, you know, good storytelling. But, like, two, I kind of think it gives, like, Fargo and the surrounding area this kind of, like, mythical feeling. You know, it feels mm-hmm. like a kind of, like, little bubble where these, the characters and the people that live there are, like, doomed to repeat these crazy stories again and uh, again in different yeah. forms, you know? So it, it feels kind of like they're stuck. And, the, and like... The show is very realistic, but then there is kind of like this thread of kind of otherworldliness, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. like um, Lauren Malvo being this like completely evil, devilish character in, in the first season, or there's like all this like kind of alien UFO stuff kind of lightly happening in the second season, you know, so there's it's kind of like this is our world, like up a notch, you know? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, those shows are always interesting where it's yeah. like, it, like, first appearance, it's like, okay, yeah, this is our world, 
like this is how it is like present day or whatever like the world that we're in now but then when they put a little twist like a little like yeah kind of turn it sideways like just a little a little bit of an angle and then like gradually like the angle gets big like tilt it a little bit I don't know I'm like visualizing like no I know exactly what you mean yeah (laughs) but yeah the like those yeah that makes it really intriguing and I think we've mentioned before on I, I don't know like some other episodes but like that also lends to the kind of like unnerving atmosphere too it's like intriguing and unnerving like yeah like, because it's you can't really yeah expect Real, but some, not quite yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and like you're gonna i think you're gonna like you don't really know what to expect like right, you, think like you know it, what to expect but then you can't be sure because it's not quite because the rules can be bent yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly very cool so, I'm curious, though, if it's not the violence that turned you off, like, why isn't this, I mean, I, you know, that's fine that it's not your cup of tea, but, like, what what do you think it is that's kind of turning you off to it? Well, I think, like, the movie, I feel like the TV series, because it has more depth and it has more room to be, to be, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> like, um, so, I, like, so I might continue to watch the TV series, um, because I think it does have a, it has like a more stable feeling than the movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I've been reading like a lot of kids' books lately, so I'm like in that frame of mind of <laughs> Just like not in that headspace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think a lot of it is. Um, so it's not that I don't like it. I think just right now the, the themes, of it are driving with. What, like where I'm at right now with my what I want to intake I guess yeah. does that make sense oh yeah I, I totally, totally go that, through yeah. these like these ups and downs of like what I'm interested in or what I'm not interested in and um but yeah but I am intrigued by the tv series um yes so <laughs> I think I think I'll watch it but like not I'm not gonna binge watch it I don't think yeah yeah <laughs> no I hear you I'm yeah. definitely like a moody consumer <laughs> too because I am curious, like, that that's thats w- what is interesting to me, is just because I'm curious about the characters and the interactions, like... Yeah, yeah, and it's not, like, I mean, there are some, like, likable characters that you can cheer for. I, f- I feel like some shows that are really, like, dark are just a collection of awful people doing interesting yeah. things and it's like really hard to grasp onto somebody but like both in the movie and the first series like you know the marge gunderson character and then the molly character like you know the the mm-hmm. women that are like really sharp detectives are really fun to watch and yeah marge was awesome see them like, succeed really like... you know yeah. yeah what they're doing yeah whether they're like pregnant and in the field or not you know <laughs> so it's yeah. so pretty cool i know that was <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. So yeah. So yeah. So it's not that I don't I don't like it. It's I guess I guess I like I do tend to lean more towards like I don't know. I wouldn't say like kid stuff, but because some stuff, I, kid stuff is like too crazy. Like like nope. I just like <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I I like stuff that has some meat to it. So and this does the TV series does and and I did enjoy the movie. Yeah, I think it's just the, I don't know, I just wasn't in the mood for... Yeah, no, I hear you. For, like, killings and 
prostitutes. But yeah, killing some prostitutes. I mean, you know, it's a once-in-a-while eh. thing. So. Boom. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I mean, it's not like you like killing some prostitutes, either. I like watching <laughs> them. <laughs> what? Get your dollar bills out. Right. <laughs> that's what the guys say, too. I like watching them. Oh. Hmm. Okay. No, that's not what I meant at all. Gosh, Diana, <laughs> stop twisting my words around. I'm so, <laughs> sorry, you totally left it open. You're right. <laughs> okay, okay. No, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Um, but one thing I did thought you you would kind of be into is, like, all the, like, interesting literary references. Because, like, we, we've done this before where yeah. we've gone through things and, like, oh, here's a reference to this or that. Or, like, you know, here's a Alice in Wonderland reference. Which I will tell you in, um, in the second season, there's an entire, like, the character recites the entire poem of the Jabberwocky. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's So cool. we definitely got our Alice in Wonderland reference in this. I think we should start keeping tabs. Yeah. Of the stuff because well, I just watched the episode where Billy Bob Thornton was reading from the Bible about Moses. And then, but he's thought, like, it's about Moses as a little baby when he's discovered. And then, but then it talks about, like, then he reads the part where Moses killed the Egyptian who was beating the Jew. And then, but then it, like, ends there. But then the scene is the guy in the shower and there's blood coming out and so in my mind I'm like oh like the Red Sea or whatever but yeah, like, yeah. I mean which isn't really but anyway just the imagery and the idea but no I think but I thought that was I think you're right like I, I watched it a while back so like it's not fresh in my memory but I feel like there's a lot of biblical references in in the first yeah. season well, but which kind of lends to him being this kind of like you know satanic character almost because, yeah, he, yeah he's he, so he really has no redeeming qualities. He's like, I mean, th- we always love these, like, gray characters that are interesting, but it's kind of fun to see, like, a pure evil character in a Yeah, show, and see, know? like, he's intriguing to me because, I, cause, like I said, I haven't watched a lot of the show, and so I'm still, like, at the beginning of him, like, a beginning of what the audience, you know, can know about him. Yeah. And so, but, yeah, like, he's... Just his mannerisms and the way Thornton plays it, like it's so, I know. It's so interesting and like and yeah. you know he's evil, but you're I mean he's so fun to watch, yeah, because he he's very cultured, and but yeah and yeah for <laughs> doesn't sure. bat an eye like he's just was like stare at people <laughs> like nothing. anyway yeah very interesting yeah. <laughs> Well, one of the the other things I love so much is, like, it has, like, a very distinct setting and sense of place. Um, yeah, this Fargo, um, like, northern, midwestern. I love how the people talk. Yeah. <laughs> they've got the best accents. And they've also got the most, like, sim- like simple sensibilities, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because it's, like... A- hometown it's like the little hometown feel like everybody knows everybody and mm-hmm. yeah and then the yeah i read something about the like because they had to have uh coaches for the dialect mm-hmm. and stuff and i thought that was interesting and in the in the movie one of the uh i don't language coaches or dialect coaches um she was one of the prostitutes that was questioned oh really (laughs) like she was actually in it yeah (laughs) but oh that's so funny i'll have to go like go back and watch that scene yeah yeah (laughs) but it was just kind of cool very authentic (laughs) yeah 
Like, even though it's, like, it's in the U.S. and, like, but they still have to, because they're in a certain part of Minnesota. Like, apparently most of the population in Minnesota is in a, is in areas that, like, they don't speak that strongly mm-hmm. like that. Um, but for, for the Fargo setting, it is more of that kind of colloquialism or, oh, like, okay. stronger. And so they had to, they had to have coaches for that. And, and yeah, and, like, so depending on where they were, the, like, the vowels are a little bit different. I mean, where the setting was supposed to be, like, the vowels were a little bit different. Because they change, they go to different towns and stuff. And so throughout the, well, even throughout the movie and, and the season, so... Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. I mean, like, I I wouldn't really notice it because it's like, oh, it all sounds, sounds the same to right, me. Right, yeah, like, like the slight differences but, in pronunciation yeah. and stuff. But well, yeah, so they did the, I guess they call it Minnesota Nice. Yeah. And then they had, like, a sing-song regional accent. And so, like, yeah, so it's kind of interesting. It was, like, on the Wikipedia page. Um, there's a section for accent, and so it kind of talks more about it. And it so that was interesting. Like, the small-town accent. Which is kind of reminiscent of, like, the Swedes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, very... The musicality. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, which does... Which adds to the quirkiness of it, too. Because it's... (laughs) Yeah, it's like, they're speaking English, but not quite. (laughs) It's like, one person is saying, like, this whole conversation, and the other person is just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the person's like, okay, bye. Like, if they're on the phone, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> then they go, it's like... <laughs> but the, but it's that's just how it is. Like, the other person's not upset, because that's just... The response is... The normal response is, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... So, yeah. So, yeah. I guess, because we, cause we don't live in that area, so it, that does kind of make it more, like, fantastical to us. Oh, yeah, so that's... But maybe the people in Minnesota are like, Eh, okay, that's normal. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point because like it feels very down home and like quote normal, but it's also kind of very exotic in a way, you know, because like yeah. there are certain things that are so different. So <laughs> yeah. So what about the true story stuff? Oh, it's not true. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it's it's not, but it's interesting. It's like a device that they're using. Yeah. To, I mean, give them room to do. I think I completely things. thought it was a true story the first time I saw it. You know, I mean, why would I? Yeah, because the movie has it. Why would I not yeah. believe that? Yeah, I mean, well, the, by the time the TV show rolled around, I think I knew. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, okay, this is just a, like a dramatization of like some weird thing that happened. Because weird things happen. Like a lot of these things are based on truth. Mm-hmm. Or like, yes, uh, ideas like true, true things that happen, but then they're like drastically like shifted or yeah, mi- mixed around. It's like they put put stuff in, a, <laughs> like real things that happen, and then like cut up the summary of what the real real story was, and then like put the little pieces in a bag and shook it around. Exactly, and then, like, <laughs> pulled out the pieces. Like I'll give you one example <laughs> from this season. So yeah, spoiler alert for um, season two. But um, one of the, one of the characters is driving at night, and she runs over. This is one of one of the normal, you know, nice people that like runs over the son of this like um, mob family, um. and. 
he doesn't die. He goes through the windshield into her car, and she just drives home and parks it in the garage and leaves him there. <laughs> and I guess she's in shock or whatever, you know. So, but I mean, it's like a crazy thing to do. But this has happened. Like this happened. Um, a woman like hit um, like a homeless person. And just drove him home into her garage and left him there to die. And I think she was, like, charged for it because, you know, she could have saved him if she had, like, called 911 or whatever. Yeah. So, like, this is, like, a real thing that happened, but they used it in the the crazy storytelling. So it seems, Mm -hmm. like, insane. Like, who would do that? (laughs) But it's, you know, it's happened. Yeah, it is interesting, like, the real life (laughs) weird, (laughs) yeah, weird things. Because I guess the... Wood chipper thing. Oh gosh, real. Which that's, I, I mean, that's been used in a lot of other. Like, yeah, I mean that's whatever, that's but, awful and crazy. But I mean, I'm sure it's happened <laughs> before. Yeah, well, I mean, I read somewhere. Yeah, that it. Oh, but, is it yeah. like it's an actual thing? <laughs> but yeah, Ugh. but that's yeah. Um. Yeah, it's interesting that. Yeah, they had that, this is a true story, like, tagline at the beginning of the movie, and then they kept it for the TV series. Um, And it's kind of fun to watch it that way, because, again, mm -hmm. like, this kind of takes place in our world with a kind of, like, slight, slight, you know, supernatural edge, you know? So, I mean, I guess, like, magical realism, because, I mean, that that's, yeah. like, realistic stuff with, you know, slight magical touches, you know, that couldn't happen. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of fun to think about, like, oh, this could have been. <laughs> so. Yeah, and one of the, oh, I think it was Joel, Joel Cohen said, if an audience believes that something's based on a real event, it gives you permission to do things they might otherwise not accept. Mm. So yeah. that's... Kind of interesting, yeah. So that's, that's good, because, yeah, I mean, I, you could be like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're thinking it's real, I mean, truth is stranger than fiction. So, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll honestly buy just about anything if you tell me <laughs> it's true, because I've heard crazier things that I know are true, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what about, like, Coen Brothers movies in general? Like, are, are, are you a fan, or have you seen a bunch, or... Yeah, I was looking through their filmography, and, but now I can't remember. <laughs> but I have seen oh, like Raising Arizona. Oh, see, I haven't seen that one. I've seen I've seen a hand. I think that's like the first one of theirs that I ever saw. Yeah, I want to see that because you know I've heard it's really well. I've heard most of their movies are really good. Um, oh, and Oh seen... Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes, I love that one. <laughs> yeah, that was great music on that. Um, and I think there were some other ones, but now I can't remember. Let me see. Yeah, I love the Big Lebowski. And I've seen Miller's Crossing, but a long time ago, so, like, I don't have strong memories of it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, this kind of makes me want to go back and watch some of their movies, especially since they're, like, kind of remixing different films into the show, which is kind of fun. Oh, The Hudsucker Proxy. No, I haven't seen that. I think, wait, yeah, that's the one about the, that's with Tim Robbins and about the hula hoop. I really liked that. That's really good. Yeah, I think it takes place around Christmas time. Okay. Good. Well, it's like it's about the toy industry, like hula hoop. Um, That'd be I, good. I, I don't know why I'm you. thinking it's like Christmas time. Maybe it's just because it has toys in it. Toys, Christmas time. But anyway, yeah, the Hug Sucker Proxy I really liked. Yeah, <laughs> and Ar- Raising Arizona, 
and Brother Martha. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've watched. I don't know if I've watched any of the other ones. But yeah, Big Lebowski. I might have seen like some of it. I don't remember. But anyway. Yeah. yeah, that's one of my favorites. I've seen it several times. It's very cool. Yeah, I know that one's like super <laughs> popular. <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of fun um, seeing like motifs from that pop up, you know, this this season of Fargo. Yeah. Um, something that I thought was cool. Um, let me see if I can. Um, so the actress who played Marge. Mm-hmm. Um, Francis McDormand. Francis Mc- yeah, McDormand, that she is Joel's uh, wife. Joel Cohen's wife. Oh, I think I, yeah, I think I knew that. So she, like, yeah, so, but so they got married in 1984, and then, so she's, he's the writer and director, you know, and, and she's been in, and she's a great actress, so she's been in a lot of, that's why she's been in a lot of their yeah, films. Yeah, that's pretty is, cool. Because they, so that, yeah, that's, the family. I mean, that's been, yeah. <laughs> Well, you want to jump into food? Yeah. So, yeah, I made a little list of, like, from the movie and then the first three episodes okay, of great. this series. Yeah, see, I watched this so long ago, I wasn't in, like, the mindset of, like, keeping notes. So that's cool that you have a little list. Yeah. Again, it's, like, that scribbly kind. <laughs> or I just, like, like, oh, a food. Type it. Just type it down. Got it. <laughs> um, so... Like, the first food that's mentioned in the movie is salad, um, but I didn't write down, like, the scene or anything, so I don't know. So there's salad, salad. in it, and then pancakes. Pancakes was, like, uh, given a whole little scene, because <laughs> uh, the, two, the two bad guys, and I can't even remember, like, <laughs> their names. Steve Buscemi and yeah. Peter Stormare, those guys. Like, Peter Stromero wanted pancakes. Like, he's... Oh, that's right. He's got that's his right. big thing for pancakes. Oh, and that's and the thing. This, this two ba- the, quote, two bad guy motif shows up in each thing. There's, like, different, like... It's like Home Alone. Bad guy Just pairs. I know, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed in the first season of the, yeah, the TV series that they're, like, in, I guess in the second episode or the third episode, the two, like, two bad guys show up. Like, one is me... Um, yeah exactly there's like those two dudes and then yeah in the second season they're both mute which is kind of weird so (laughs) (laughs) it's like let's run with this yes mute bad guys very menacing (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so pancakes is a big thing um and then the the halidazzle eggs the halidazzle eggs which i actually looked up that's a minnesota downtown minnesota tradition or Mi- Minneapolis uh, tradition. Oh, okay, is, so what are these holodazzle um, eggs? Because, yeah, you were... Well, maybe not necessarily the eggs, but the holodazzle celebration. So it was on the TV, uh, like Good Morning America, I think. Or it was a TV show that the wife... Uh, this was in the movie that, um, that the wife was looking at or was watching right before she was kidnapped. Um, and so it's, like, it going on in the background. But they're talking about the holodazzle, um, and I looked it up, so it... It's happening right now. Oh. In, <laughs> so I guess it's an annual thing. Um, is this like a Christmas in, thing? 
Yeah, downtown Minneapolis. Like, it starts late November and goes through, like, December 20th or, you know, like, up until Christmas time. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, a free downtown event, like, a bunch of activities and vendors and uh, things like that. Fun. And so, I guess the TV show, I think it was Good Morning America, was, um, like, highlighting it, doing a highlight on it during the movie. And so, in the background, you hear them talking about holodazzle eggs. The guy on the TV show is like, these are empty eggs, right? And she's like, yeah. And, and like, did you find an empty chicken? Like, (laughs) anyway, just, like, being dorky. Anyway, so, they're empty eggs, and so as a kid, I used to do those too. So, so I mean, I so I assume that, so I'm assuming that I know what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're talking so about I'm, later, I'm, I guess. I'm a little confused <laughs> as to what empty eggs. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we'll talk about. Should the... I just? I'll just talk about it now. Yeah, I guess. A, no, I mean, we can wait till rescue time. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's not really even a rescue. I'll just talk about it now. Like it's fine. Is so, that where like... you like tap the bottom and top out, and you like blow it out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm yeah, assuming I know what that's doing. what it is. So okay. they're making decorations. So like holodazzle, empty eggs. So yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like you I've take done that egg, before too. Yeah. A raw egg. Yeah, and you shake it up so you break up the insides. Um, and then you can take an awl or a pin. I mean, a needle or you know some kind of pin, and just like poke a little hole in the top and then the bottom. And then hold it over a dish and then blow really hard to get all the white and yolk out of the egg. Yeah. Um, and then you the can, shell. like, run it underwater and shake it to, you know, get it out. And then so once it's cleaned out and dried, then you can, like, thread a string or a ribbon through it to make it uh, into an ornament if you want. Um, or you don't have to do that. And you can just, like, put it in a dish. But you decorate it. So, like, holodazzle, it's like, oh, you got, like, yeah. <laughs> decorated with glitter and, like, <laughs> holiday stuff. So, you, so it's kind of appropriate for this time yeah. of year. Yeah. Yeah, that you can, like, make tree ornaments or, you know. So, anyway. So, I'm assuming that that is what the holodazzle eggs that they were talking about. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and other food... Oh, yeah. Well, the eggs. So what you can do with with the blown out egg, egg biz, <laughs> you can scramble some eggs up for your breakfast <laughs> because uh, was it Norm? Norm is Marge's husband. Anyway, because yeah. she gets called in and he's like, he's like, I'll fix you some eggs. Got to eat breakfast. <laughs> so like, so he totally like wakes up. It's like, I don't know, three in the morning or something. Most important meal of the day. Yeah. Because she's pregnant. So he's yeah. taking care of, like, make sure she eats before she leaves. Um, then there's Arby's, Arby's lunch, which I love Arby's curly fries. Oh, me too. It's like my favorite. Yeah, Arby's um, is good stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a buffet scene, but it's like a scene, it's like the, the shot is like lingering. It's like showing the food up close. Like you, you just see that the, you know that there's someone who's holding a plate and they have tongs in their hand. Like, they're picking up the tongs. Oh, and, then, and that's you know, when Marge is, like, shoveling, yeah. like, the, everything onto her plate. But the shot is just of the buffet, like, of the food. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like, chicken and dumplings, chicken fricassees, Swedish meatballs. Um, and then she has, and then when we see them at the table, then she has red jello. But it's, like, you see, can see the name plates for what food yeah. she picks out. <laughs> um, and then she has uh, lunch or 
She eats at the Radisson. That's that awkward scene with the... With her friend. Her friend, yeah, the guy who, like, yeah. she later learns is just telling a story to try to get... Yeah. <laughs> get her in bed, I guess. I don't know. Oh, man. She has none of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Diet Coke and Hardee's Breakfast Biscuit. Yum! I used to love... Because we had a Hardee's um, near where I lived when I was in high school. Uh-huh. And so when I would drive to high to school, like I would leave early so I could stop by Hardee's, and I would get the chicken biscuit, mm, really really good. good. <laughs> anyway, but that's not. I think she had like a in the movie. I think it was just like an egg, egg and cheese sausage yeah. and cheese biscuit. Anyway, and then TV dinner at the cabin by the lake <laughs> by by Stormare, Peter Stormare. <laughs> So I would say the big, like the big things, like the pancakes had its own scene, like that dialogue about Stromer wanting pancakes, and then the the buffet scene because it like specifically showed the foods and that yeah. So and then the holodazzle eggs just because like what what even is that? I, yeah, <laughs> empty. And like the perfect like that was purposely like in the background on the TV so you could the audience could hear it. It's like, but that's a real thing, though. I, I mean, at least the celebration. I don't know if the eggs are really a real thing. Well, I know. I mean, that makes but... sense. Like, yeah, what you were saying, the, the blown out eggs. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if empty eggs are usually connected with um, Holodazzle celebration, but they are in Fargo land. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was for the movie. Um, and then, like I said, I only watched the first three episodes of the TV series, but there's, yeah, you had mentioned this um, before when you suggested during this podcast that there is, like, there's so much food. And yeah. So there, yeah. There's, like, the first thing they mentioned in ep- the first episode was meatloaf, like, taking taking meatloaf to, um, uh, what is that? <laughs> yeah, Nig- I don't, sorry. Nygaard's brother's <laughs> house. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so meatloaf, and then there's tomato soup and grilled cheese, yeah. which, like, it feels like looks really everything they talk about is, like, comfort food, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, which I can imagine, like, if you're up there in a winter and it's freezing outside, like, that's the yeah. kind of stuff you'd want to eat. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, well, and, of course, um, Molly's dad owns, the like, a, a cafe or, like, a burger restaurant, a burger joint. Yeah. So there's a lot of hamburgers that happen. Um, and then there's a scene in episode one where the the brother is massaging a ham. <laughs> he learned it from Rachel Ray. It's to like break up, break oh, the muscle I down. Oh, remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and then like he, he's gonna cook it with honey. All right, um, Rachel Ray, shout out. Yeah, and then uh, one of the cops. He like they're at the crime scene the with the dead guy, and then. He, it's like he's gonna throw up, and he's like, "My wife made spaghetti for dinner. Shame to buy for now." Oh. <laughs> like, anyway, um, it, and like I don't know if you've gotten that far, but like there is a funeral scene where I think like you know afterwards yeah. they have the wake, and so there's like wake food, so they have an entire um, yeah. So like, I I really spread. I want to make the funeral potatoes. Funeral potatoes. Because <laughs> it was episode two, yeah, where they had the, they were having two funeral receptions right 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 okay one was for the wife and then one was for the uh, police chief and yeah so they um yeah so out 
at the wife's one, um, Nygaard's brother was like, you tried the hot dish? Like, so there's some kind of like spicy dish that, but it's like, it's like you're at, (laughs) you're asked, like your, your brother just lost his wife. Well, I mean, not that you know that you killed her, but like, and you're just like, hey, did you try the... (laughs) The hot dish, like the hot food. Like. But I think, is that, I, I think hot dish just means like casserole, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it might, I, yeah, it might be casserole. They don't I was thinking of it like spicy. <laughs> no, Did you try the hot dish? Yeah, because I, yeah, I, I assumed that there would be like several hot dish, I mean like Yeah, casseroles. I mean, it's probably like all casseroles, seems like. So I, so I assumed that he was talking about one in particular yeah that makes sense (laughs) yeah but but no but you're right so um but then at the then the next scene for the other wake um for the police chief like they kind they started with a scene or shot of the like cheesy casserole like cheesy potatoes casserole which is like there is something called funeral potatoes like oh really they're really delicious but they're also at wedding receptions sometimes too (laughs) okay funerals weddings and funerals Yeah. Those, yeah, let's look them up. Yeah. <laughs> Those scenes were giving me, like, major Twin Peaks vibes. Because, like, this, the show in general is, like, very twin, twin Peaks to me, which I'll, you know, as you know, I've become obsessed with. Um, but, like, the color palette's the same. The dark quirkiness is the same. But then also this, like, funeral food. Because, like, in Twin Peaks, there is, like, a funer- funeral scene, a wake scene or whatever, where they, like, pan over the food on the table for like the full length of the credits so So, as a kid even like when my grandparents passed away and i and i had like great aunts and uncles passed away so like just throughout the different uh funeral receptions that i've been to Mm -hmm. i've and we're like my family is from virginia so i guess is like so there was a lot of this like comfort food or like kind of down home food and stuff like little ham rolls and stuff but it's like but it's like the same food that would be at like a family reunion or you know any kind of f- yeah, ga- like yeah. gathering family gathering. Um, and I'm but, southern too, so it was but like, I love we, we do some casseroles, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I mean it's a sad occasion, but then we all get together and kind of have. I mean we're not Klingons, we're not like living it up, like woohoo! Like, but <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Like, but it like is, the it food is, nice. is good. <laughs> I know, like yeah, you have good food. You're seeing family you might not have seen for a while, you know. So it is. I mean, yeah, it's a sad occasion, but it's also like nice at the same time yeah so i think it's interesting like for this kind of tv show also because it's the idea of like something terrible has happened but let's make the best of it yeah or it's it's not like a celebration but it's like we're having a feast like we're getting together and eating food yeah and like in so it is kind of that like kind of off like if ironic or I don't know what the word is but like it's so it does kind of jive with the theme the feeling of the of the Fargo show (laughs) so I yeah so I think that's why in those two funeral reception scenes that they made comment about you know either in word or in imagery of the food yeah the disparity of it I guess Mm mm-hmm but if you really think about it, yeah, it's for comfort. It's like proof how awesome food is because you can, it can help you feel a little bit better. It can, it really can. <laughs> if it's if it's taste, if it's tasty, which cheesy casseroles, yeah, are tasty. Which yeah, we've had some just because Thanksgiving. 
Yeah, so actually, like, so, yeah, the empty eggs, that's, like, my recipe or, like, my how-to for this uh, podcast episode, but actually I think I'm going to do, because I do have a recipe for funeral potatoes from uh, someone in my family, <laughs> so I think I'm, because Yeah, I know, I didn't I really realize that was, them. like, actually a thing, but you're right, like, that is a thing, funeral potatoes. It's like a cheesy potato dish. Yeah, so, like, I typed in funeral, I typed in funeral, and then, like, on Google, and then before I finished typing, it was, like, it suggested funeral potatoes <laughs> to me, like, down, like, just okay, so you not did, too far down the list. Yeah, yeah. so even Google knows, okay. <laughs> and now I'm on this page, 10 funeral potato recipes to die for. You're like, oh, crap, got a funeral, what should I make? Okay. Well, 10 funeral potato recipes to die for. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh man. Nice. Anyway, so maybe so maybe I'll put I'll add that bonus because <laughs> because I totally want to make it now. All right, so that nice. <laughs> um, yeah, and then so there's also like um at Hess's house in the first episode when um the the police are talking to his wife um after his demise um there are like. These little finger sandwiches, like little spiral wraps. Oh, yeah. And then... Pinwheels. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then there's some broccoli and cauliflower. And then there's um, chocolate ice cream for the the wife, the pregnant wife. She's, like, mowing down on some, like, rocky road or chocolate ice cream or something. This was before her husband's death. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um... And then tuna and turkey sandwiches. And then the, this was the dad, the uh, Molly's dad, who, they're going to go fishing. And he's like, tuna is for the fish. Like, he's joking about it. <laughs> he had packed some sandwiches. Yeah. Um, and then strawberry milkshake from a Dairy Queen. That's their, their um, I think it was Molly was telling a story about a, a cop who died in the, in a Dairy Queen parking lot while, um, Drinking a strawberry milkshake. He died from hail. <laughs> uh, like a hailstorm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Grape Hubba Bubba. Where one of the police guys was... Well, I guess he's like the new police chief. I forget his name. And this is an episode two. The new police chief. He was like reminiscing with uh, Martin Freeman's character. About... He's like, remember that grape gum from when we were kids? Is a Hubba Bubba. <laughs> Oh, is that the Bob Odekert character? What's that? Bob Odekert character? Maybe, yeah. It's the... I forget. It's the the new cheaper nut. Yeah, sorry. I watched it, like, last year. (laughs) And then grape juice. Oh, (laughs) I wanted to say this. I totally forgot. I wanted to say this, like, at the beginning of the episode. But (laughs) what's a karate expert's favorite beverage? (laughs) I forget. (laughs) It's karate. Get it? Karate. I'm quoting the show. That was the son of um, the king the guy. The, oh, the, the guy. grocery king or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. His, I think it was his name, King. I don't know. Like, I, don't, I know his dog's name was King. And that was sad. I was like, don't kill a dog. But he went and killed a dog. Ah. Yeah. Then you know, like, that. that's like then the, you know. the sign of a show. Like, are they going to do this? Yes, they killed the dog. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Mm. And then, <laughs> and then there's burgers and chicken nuggets. Man, I can't with... believe you've gotten like this list from like three episodes. 
I know, right? Um, orange soda, orange soda, and a cup of hot water with lemon. That's what the two, um, the two bad guys in episode two that um, they asked for. Yeah, and you know they're really evil because they asked for like weird drinks. <laughs> they don't just want like. <laughs> yeah, that's like what my husband and I would ask for. <laughs> He would ask for orange soda, and I would ask for a cup of hot water with a lemon. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, just kidding. I would ask for water with a lemon. Yeah, well, I drink water with lemon, but, like, you know, hot water My mom with lemon. carries tea bags around with her, so sometimes she does just ask for hot water. Oh, okay. And then she'll, like, put her out. So maybe that dude had a tea bag in his pocket. We don't know. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, um, maybe he's on a cleanse. <laughs> yeah. What kind of bone will a dog never eat? I don't know. And then, so this is um, Thornton's character asking the son of the grocery store guy, and the kid says, "Well, he's not a kid. He's like, I don't know. Anyway, he says a chicken bone, and and Thornton looks at him like, what? Like, (laughs) anyway, but the answer is a trombone. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's real real good peas. Real good peas, hun. And some salad with chicken on it. Some whisk. And this is episode three. There's some soup, some whiskey. I think I'm going to need a milkshake tonight. Better make it a double. And then that's Molly talking, ordering yeah, it from her dad. Yeah, from her dad. And then he sneaks some bourbon in it. Who so are characters in the second bourbon. season if you make it that far? <laughs> Oh, nice. Mo- yeah, that, Molly's like six years old. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like the dad. Because, yeah, and I know yeah, he's, he's a police great, guy, and right? Yeah, he's a good cop. Yeah. yeah, so you can see him in his cop days. Yeah. <laughs> he's Patrick <Cool>. Wilson. <laughs> nice. So, anyway, that's this part. And then, so episode three didn't really have a lot of food in it. But oh, okay. They had some more burgers. Well, I've got a couple more. Milkshake. You know, like, I wasn't yeah, keeping a list again as I watched this, but, like, some of the memorable ones are, mm-hmm. um, I think either, I think episode seven or eight, I'm not sure which one it was, but, like, the whole opening shot is at this Chinese restaurant. Mm. And, like, in the back, they're taking, you know, like, a fish and like killing it fresh and frying it up you know and like yeah. this whole, the whole sequence of cooking which is symbolic of <laughs> yes there's lots of the fish yeah there's stuff. lots of fish um yeah. symbolism in the um in the show but then yeah they bring it to the table and it's like still twitching it's like the gangsters started to eat it you know <laughs> so uh, well yeah well i just mean this the symbolism of like something being killed kind of in that like Oh, yeah. Just in that in, kind of way, and then... Yeah, in know, such a brutal way. But then there's also, like, a lot of, uh, of fish stuff that pointed, oh, that pops up, you know? There's a there's a fish NATO. <laughs> so, but um, one of the other things is... Um, Wait, what were you going to say? Nothing. A fish... It's a spoiler, so I don't want to spoil Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. So. A fish made of spoilers. All right. No, a fish NATO. <laughs> a tornado Wait, of wait fish. A... A fish NATO. No, a fish, a fish NATO. Like shark NATO. Oh. I just said a tomato. A fish NATO. A tomato of fish. No, that sounds like, yeah, that sounds like my son eating dinner. He's like, no tomato. He doesn't want any tomato. No tomato. Anyway. So. A tornado. Okay, yeah, tornado. gotcha. 
A fish. A downpour. Yeah. So that was like a very, again, like with the lingering shots on the food, you know, because it does follow it like for a good couple minutes. Um, There's a scene where Lester's new girlfriend, who is like totally dumb, but totally sweet. um, They, they were off on their, if I'm remembering correctly, they, they were trying to, like, skip town. Of course, she doesn't know any of his, like, you know, craziness going on. But they have to go home because the police are after them. So they're trying to act normal. So they go home, and she wants to, you know, she's like, okay, well, we can just have some soup. And she's got some split pea soup in the in the uh-huh. uh, freezer. So she talks about it a couple of times. Like, she thaws it out, and then they eat soup. And... Um, that's all I really have. I mean, I'm sure there's like a ton more, but like I said, I wasn't keeping notes. Um, but in this season, in season, yeah, in season two, like in the very first episode, one of the characters fixes hamburger helper for her husband. <laughs> so, oh man, I haven't had hamburger helper in years, but as a kid, we had it like all the time. Oh, okay. I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure if I've ever actually had it. Like maybe at a friend's house, but like we didn't eat that at home. But we ate many of that like type of things. Yeah. Yeah, like Zatarans, you know, I've eaten that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what the hamburger helper jingle was, but I totally remember the glove. <laughs> the glove guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hamburger helper. <laughs> hamburger helper. Um, and then one of the thing, one of the first things I noticed that actually becomes like a bit of a plot point later is like the... The Ma family or whatever in the second season is the Gearhearts, so they've got like a German background, and they're kind of oh. like, I mean, they're successful in the area, but they're they're like a family business, you know, where so they've got this like kind of huge syndicate sweeping in and making trouble for them. But like the first time you meet them, they're in the kitchen, and there's like racks of bread all over the place. <laughs> And it looks, like, fantastic. It looks like a bakery, you know? It's, like, their kitchen. And then later, the, um, like, the, the matriarch of the, of the family, who is Jean Smart, who I love since Designing Women Days, um, <laughs> she, um, she, you know, is kind of trying to bend her oldest son into place, you know, and she kind of, you know, asks him to sit down and eat bread with her, and she takes one of these gorgeous loaves, <laughs> I'm like, oh, the bread's, like, making an appearance, you know, because sometimes, like, when I notice food in a show, like, sometimes it's just backdrop, you know, but, like, I was excited that it was actually becoming a player. Yeah. So, yeah, she breaks off a piece and, um, like, ask him, she's like, I said, sit down, I'm your mother, eat the spread, you know, and, and kind of uses it to, um, yeah, like, get him to do what she wants. And so... One thing I was thinking about that, and this is actually my recipe too, like, I, like, cause this made kind of an impression on me is, um, like, the kitchen is very kind of like this. This family, like, they all hate each other. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. they're a family business, so they're obviously like, you know, family's supposed to be the most important thing, but they've all kind of like, kind of gr- grinding on each other the wrong way. But like, bread seems like such a like nice homey thing, so mm-hmm. that's another thing like the juxtaposition of it is kind of interesting so yeah brad and that's all i've got because like i said i wasn't taking notes so <laughs> so you talked about your holodazzle eggs um Hello. yeah so i made um 
bread because the bread in the Gearhart's kitchen made such a um, impression on me. So their background is German and on the Bald Move podcast, they keep calling it pretzel bread. So that's what's stuck in my mind. <laughs> so I was like, I want to make yeah, pretzel yeah. bread. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's basically kind of just like bread, but then you do um, the whole like boil it in the, the baking soda mixture, mm-hmm. just like you would a pretzel, and then just bake it. So, it's, yeah, it's a nice little loaf of bread, but then it's got like a really nice, like, um, you know, salty brown crust that comes yeah. from the, the boiling and the yeast. Yeah, and you talked about it on like one of our first episodes when you made the Oren never-ending story. Yeah, yeah, the Oren pretzels. So unlike the like intricate, um, you know, Oren <laughs> like design that you like weaved up, these you could just make into a nice. That was little... ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, but I mean, it's very intricate and like kind of difficult. Yeah, I know. To, That's what I to boil, but like these, you can just make a nice little round ball, and so it's like not too difficult to just like you know drop in the water. It sounds for, delicious. Yeah, for a couple minutes, and then pop out, and then you can like. Just make a crisscross slice across the top and, and bake it. Mm, so cozy. Yeah, like, very cozy. Perfect for, like, that would be a nice, yeah, like, holiday bread just to have out, like, a nice, yeah, warm, fresh loaf. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I'm, like, feeling all the, like, the <laughs> the idea of the bread. <laughs> the idea of bread, yeah. Yeah, yeah. bread's good stuff, and, like, like I, I've... I may have mentioned, but, like, we've kind of been on this, like, low-carb kick. Not that I care at all, but, like, um, <laughs> but, no, my, my mother-in-law is living with us, and she, um, or right now, she's here for another month, but, like, she's diabetic, so we, we've really tried to kind of, like, shift our household diet to not have any bread or anything, but I was like, I'm going to make it for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been kind of fun to have. Like, eating it in secret. Yeah. <laughs> in the In the pantry. <laughs> yeah, I'm like slipping a piece here or there with my coffee. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, that sounds yummy. Yeah, baking bread's fun. Like, I don't do it very often, but like, I always like really enjoy it when I do, and I like the process of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kneading and letting it rise. The wee yeasty beasties. Yeah. yeah. Makes the house smell so nice. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I'm just like drifting off in thoughts of bread. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. You can make pretzel bread for the holidays. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm having a get together on Saturday to wrap presents. Oh, that's right. And so, yeah. You Maybe have I'll some sneak, with your sneak some cheese inside. Like make little pretzel bites, but sneak some little yeah. cheese. Yeah. In fact, I mean, the, I, I saw, like, I just ate, like, you know, it plain with a little butter but like you can use it for sandwich bread or you can use the same dough I haven't tried this so like the cooking time might be different but like you can make small little like rolls and use them for like sandwich rolls yeah yeah I've had um like hamburgers at restaurants that are are on pretzel bread and they're so delicious yeah and if I ever get a hot pocket I go for the pretzel crust Mm, that's they cool. have that now. <laughs> oh, do they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretzel. I love. Yeah, the soft, soft pretzel stuff. It's great. Yeah, with mustard. 
Yeah, mustard, mustard or butter beer. or cheese. Oh, I like the melted cheese if I go to the mall, to one of those pretzel places. Oh, yeah. Totally do the cheddar cheese. Okay, that. we're totally drifting. <laughs> drifting we just talk off. about pretzels. <laughs> but it's, I know, it's lovely. <laughs> so did you decorate your holodazzle eggs? Not yet. Not yet? <laughs> but, but, yeah, before I take pictures... I will. I'll, I'm gonna. I'm. I have some ideas to do. I'll try to do like a Fargo theme, <laughs> themed. <laughs> and nice. Then, you and can then do like the, the cross stitch thing from the promos. <laughs> no, not that detailed. <laughs> I might just write Fargo. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just like little X's. Write something in X's. Merry yeah. Christmas. Yeah, like a yeah. sweater, like the sweater knitting. Yeah, I mean the that design. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to do, like, a dead body in the snow. That's not necessary. Uh, <laughs> you can just try. But it has to have red on it. Right. And it has to be dazzling. Yeah. So, <laughs> red glitter. Yeah, so, like, uh, paint and then sprinkle some glitter on it or, like, get, like, the glitter glue. <laughs> <laughs> you could just, like, make it garish. I don't know. <laughs> make it dazzling. Dazzle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll post anything we talked about, links to anything we talked about, as well as recipes on our website at fictionkitchenpodcast.com. Yep, and you can catch us on the social medias. Twitter, we are at FKPod. And Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram, we are Fiction Kitchen Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Catch you next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>